Hello, and welcome to the Told You So podcast. I'm Brink. And I'm Carla. And thank you for rejoining us after a brief hiatus. We had a little bit of a uh, break in production here with me starting a new job and a little bit of travel. It was really my fault. I'm, I'm trying to... It's all <laughs> Brink's fault. Carla has been I'm like just... chewing her nails and pulling out her hair. <laughs> <laughs> Sending totally appropriate Facebook messages, expressing there, concern. There, there was one that was in all caps with five question marks that just said... Hello, <laughs> but it was so, half a joke. <laughs> um, as you may or may not uh, know, I can't remember if I mentioned this previously, but uh, a couple of weeks ago, I started as the grassroots engagement director for Americans for Prosperity Foundation here in New Hampshire, uh, which is a very exciting position. I get the opportunity to reach out to activists, talk to people about how we might be able to help them with training, uh, strategy, you know, all kinds of stuff to move the ball forward on issues that people care about. Um, so. If you want to do that, please feel free to get in touch with me, and I'd be happy to help. Yeah, um, <laughs> for sure. I'm so excited that you got the job. It's a really cool – it's a cool crew. It's, yeah, it's, it's a great group smart of people. people. I've taken classes there. I've always learned something. I'm, I'm constantly amazed. And um, I'm excited to maybe seed some of my less crazy ideas your way. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty exciting, but it's also pretty time consuming. Uh, so apologies for the little uh, break in in shows, but we're gonna try uh, something a little bit different. We're going to uh, more of a half hour uh, or 45 minute format just to make sure that we can get this happening every week. Um, again. So really, yeah, mm-hmm. again, exactly. And th- <laughs> thank you so much for listening, and uh, and I really appreciate you know you spending some time with us. Uh, and and coming back and remember to tell your friends yes. and uh, and especially tell Granite Staters. I mean, part, I think, for me in any event with this is a mission to make our friends and neighbors, and especially our neighbors, especially the people we don't know, mm-hmm. but who we share this little beautiful geographic area with, yeah. to be like, yo, our ideas are actually a path to happiness, and we would like everyone to be happy, so listen to us, yeah. and then we'll start to move in a or better direction. At the very least, we think it's a path to the path to happiness, if that makes sense. <laughs> I don't know if I'm happy yet. I don't know if I'm ready to give out advice to anybody. But ah, I... no, well, okay, so I, so you can be the curmudgeon, and I will be the happy one. Um, I Honestly, I was out uh, – today's uh, Tuesday, no, remember, remember the 5th of November when we That's were right. recording, and so it is local municipal elections here in Manchester, mm-hmm. and I've been out on the road since – early seven-ish this morning. And I will tell you, everywhere I've been in, I've been to at least four wards, the poor Democrats just look so unhappy. They're displeased? Like, they're just, like, everyone's, like, stink-eyeing you. And, like, at Ward 11 here where we live, um, I went down there and and, uh, Andre Rosa, who's run for Alderman (laughs) several times, super great guy, he's, he's been doing this a while, so he knows. He makes it fancy. We have little, like... You know, mats for our feet so we don't get cold. There's mm-hmm. a radio. There's a, this year we have Chinese lanterns because it cool. gets dark early. And so we were hanging out, and RESPCT respect came on, and we were all <laughs> singing and waving our signs. And it happened to be right when Joyce Craig, the current mayor, showed up <laughs> with WMUR. And afterwards, the guy's like, "Oh, you guys look so happy." And I wanted to be like, "Yeah," because we're actually what what freedom and self-expression and live and let live i believe gives you is it actually gives you the tools to be happy because you can focus on you and you don't really yeah. have to give a shit about other people well and i think that also there, to a certain extent 
Well, and and uh, please, listeners, correct me if I'm wrong, but I get the vibe that a lot of the poll standards for some of the, you know, some of the partisan poll standards are maybe sort of like uh, expected to be there for work, if that makes sense, like union guys and. You know, I said, like it was a bunch, a couple of firefighters that were there. Uh, yeah, I, I definitely. There. Yeah, yeah. And so it's like if if you're if you're there because you oh, decided to go and help your friend, yeah. right? It's like mm-hmm. uh, you know, this is my my obligation. Um, you're, Whereas we're just all volunteering, right? And, we're and it there is crazy because... the what happens at the polls here. Uh, we have a friend, Tammy Simmons, who does just. Uh, this like mobile food and care package thing. It's amazing. It really is. I, She's I, taking soup. When we're done here, I'm gonna go help, and we're delivering cauliflower homemade cauliflower soup all over the city. It's probably all keto food too, so everyone's getting all healthy and whatnot. No, it's it's really uh, pretty amazing. I remember when I moved here. Uh, that was one of my biggest surprises. I, I had never voted somewhere like Ward 10, where Tammy had like a whole pop-up tent and Swedish meatballs on burners. Uh, I mean, and... it was it was pretty spectacular. <laughs> yeah, I was like, wow, you know, you know how to throw an election, lady. Yeah, for real. <laughs> so uh, anyway, but today uh, we're not going to be talking about the election. Actually, I as part of my job, I, I can't recommend that you vote for anyone or anything. Oh wow, okay. I can only talk about. The things. Well, I can, well I think this I can isn't say, your yard, right? I can, right I can now. say in my personal opinion, but I'm the point being, I, I'm happy to have a reason to always now say I don't know who I'm supporting. <laughs> I can't tell you. If you're I'm not sorry. sure, go to libertyballot.com. <laughs> I can't say that either. <laughs> I can't. I didn't. Carla can say that. But <laughs> um, no, but today we're going to talk about a story uh, out in Keene, New Hampshire. Um, and it's kind of uh, treading some some well-trod ground here for Told You So listeners. Uh, but uh, recently there was a, an incident with a school resource officer, a police officer stationed in the school there, uh, and a student. Um, and Carla, why don't you tell, tell everybody a little bit about that? Well, so basically I think the video went viral or like New Hampshire viral over the weekend. And uh, it came on my feed. I generally, just to be fair, tried to avoid watching these kinds of things because I find them – maddening for lack of a better term but anyway because it was local and it was in new hampshire i decided to click through it's very short i mean i think the whole video is like maybe five seconds right so basically what you see is you see a kid uh in a t-shirt and a peachy pink colored shorts maybe i think he has a backwards baseball cap on okay Okay. like very unassuming high school kid scrawny high school boy So uh, walking very quickly out of the bathroom, right? So, and, and kind of looking over your shoulder, possibly like you just said something you shouldn't have to someone and okay. you are getting the F out of the way, right? So he's walking out of the door and then in the frame behind him, you see a officer in uniform in a crouched, like wrestle position, come out of the door like a Jaguar shooting out of the door. Okay. And tackles this kid like up below the waist, like a rugby tackle. Like a real, okay. Kind of like throws him, right? Double leg takedown, yeah. And then like is on his chest for a moment. And then I think like they move out of the frame, right? So that's pretty much what, what I saw. There's someone is recording it. It looks like it's a student because the student is yelling, uh, like, uh, let him go, or yeah, yeah, like, get off him. Why are you doing that? Yeah. Right? Like, the typical things we will hear because normal human it's reaction obviously is that wrong. it's not what <laughs> should be going down, right? So fine. So I see that video and I and and I was upset and I was upset because to me, it looks like if you did that same thing 
if you were a parent, I think it would be child abuse. If you were, if you did that to a stranger, it would be assault. So what I'm talking about is someone who was attacked, tackled, and thrown to the ground from behind and, and what was by the, someone like, who's supposed to serve and protect. Right. And so what, what precipitated the whole thing? I mean, was it was there a fight in the bathroom? So, no. So, so the story is, as far as I know, the kid was vaping. Okay. So we have to save children from the dangers of electric smoke yep. because it's fruit flavored by <laughs> possibly snapping their neck. Yeah, I mean that's uh, tackling somebody on a hard floor. Like bottom a line, uh, maybe it's like dangerous. people don't realize this because um, everybody watches uh, television and movies where people punch each other in the face over and over again and everyone's fine. Um, I mean, and this may sound dramatic, but, like, you can die from getting punched in the face one time. Yeah. And not, and not, like, as a fluke. It's, like, it breaks a bone, you know, and it pushes into your brain, and all of a sudden you're dead. Or um, if you get tackled from behind on a hard surface, you go down, you hit your head, your brain swells, and you die. Um, like or this, this you, is or not... you can get a, a severe concussion, yeah. which we are now learning as we have more medical uh, capabilities. Um, I read in a report in the past month that like 40% of homeless people mm. have signs of concussive. Oh, like chronic traumatic uh, encephalopathy. Brain injury, or, yeah. Or, en- and, encephalopathy. And so, yeah. yeah, whatever the fancy terms are, <laughs> CT, Mr. CT, Brink. CTE, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, you know, you got your nugget a little shook up there with a little milkshake. But, right. you know, I'm just saying those kinds of milkshakes shouldn't be coming because you are having, you have authorized someone to... So, so anyway, so to no. me, this was plainly, on the face of it, an assault. Now, I believe the, the story that's now coming out is he was vaping. The mm-hmm. officer asked him for his name, and he didn't give it to him and left. Okay, and left. Okay, so I guess the question then for our listeners and maybe people who aren't familiar with our positions, um, do you think it is reasonable yeah, well, to assault someone <laughs> who doesn't want to give you... the appropriate response, yeah. Well... well I mean, I would say that I, I'm pretty sure, and people can correct me if I'm wrong because, you know, <laughs> I often am, <laughs> and I'm happy to have the error of my ways pointed out. But I think under common law, kind of the rule is if someone's got their back to you, you're not really supposed to do things to them, right? Like well, shooting someone in the I, back yeah. was frowned upon in the olden days. I'm pretty sure stabbing someone in the back, there's even a saying about right. it, right? So I feel like anything where it's like, was there a different course of action that could have happened, i.e., could he have just let him go? But yeah. like, um, so the spin, because now, of course, right. we have to have spin. This morning they came out and they said, oh, no, that was a totally appropriate use of force mm. based on our procedures. Okay. So these are procedures that are not vetted by the community. They are not vetted right. by law. They are not authorized by elected officials. These are things that uh, cops make up in their departments, and then they say, well, yes. And so what happens is someone does something, they do something um, that is illegal, Mm -hmm. and then instead of us going, that's illegal, let's not do that anymore, we go back and we rewrite the rules, the regulations, the procedures, and the laws to make whatever that illegal thing was was legal, right? right. So, so this morning they said it's it's justified use of force. I mean, so I wonder... 
what well, sort of the core question I hear, I think, is what's the I mean, so police have the uh, legitimate monopoly on the use of uh, initiatory force. That's like that's their deal. That's why they're police and why they're, you know, different in any way from everybody else. Um, and you have a situation where somebody is disobeying an officer. Uh, it's not a violent situation. I guess what, what I'm getting at here is what's the appropriate response to somebody that is just trying to it's you know they're trying to escape responsibility for a nonviolent crime is basically well, what's happening what like i i say? broke i broke a rule like in the same way that it's like there's no moral component in the same way that like being late to class isn't moral or immoral but no, it's but a I rule, think I think you know? you know we should in ten years time if if they're doing their jobs right, anyone who's late for school should just like get lined up and shot right <laughs> well, because I don't think that would be appropriate but I guess but what I'm asking like like why why was it so necessary that that child be detained at that time? So, you know what I mean? So, like right. were they, so, were they okay. worried about so an emerging crime here's, of no, like No, here's here's the additional spin which we know. I mean, dun dun dun, I'm pretty <laughs> sure some of our listeners will be able to predict. Because the child did not identify himself, the officer was like, I'm not even sure you go to school here. You're probably a school shooter. Oh, you have to be kidding so me. So you, yeah. with the baseball ba uh, backwards hat and your silly yeah, the, the pink obvious shorts, student. who's vaping in the... Like, my point is just, if, if, if they... So if they have the monopoly on force and they are unable to identify credible threats, we have literally created the most dangerous situation well, you can. And also, why is that? Why is it a police officer responding to this disciplinary issue instead of a school official of some sort? I mean, I, this, I mean, there, my there's, first question there's a song is why are there cops in right, school? Right, uh, there's a song from the '80s called "Smoking in the Boys' Room." <laughs> And I, mean, I, think I don't our... think that that song ends with anybody getting gang tackled. <laughs> I, you know, I don't remember that verse. Um, what happened was they'd figure out who did it and then you get suspended or detention or what you get punished, but not physically punished no. and not legally punished. Well, and the thing, and is, not, the thing like, is just, I mean, for me at the heart of this is, do we want to be a society that solves its problems right. with violence or you know, with words, right? Mm -hmm. And if we are at a stage, which quite frankly we are because all of this has factually happened, we are at a stage where in American schools, People say we will solve these problems with violence, right. not with words. Well, and I mean, a lot of it probably, well, anyway, this is like a, a multivariable discussion. Part of it is probably, you know, parents handing off responsibility to the schools, schools trying to hand off responsibility, but having nobody to hand it to, so they hand it to the police because they're used to being the bad guys, if that makes, you know what I mean? Like, I think that probably there was a certain level of parents complain about, you know, lack of discipline or something, and then the response is like, well, our hands are like, we can't hit the kids, but the police can. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I do think there is a genuine element of that. And then, of course, I think the other factor here that's interesting to me is why was the other kid recording, which made me think maybe the other kid was in the bathroom, saw shit was going right. down, mm -hmm. came out and was like, oh, okay. 
And so I'm not sure if that's what happened. That's pure, pure speculation. But I was like, oh, it was kind of interesting that it was being video recorded, even though it was for those short seconds and it was kind of behind the door a little bit. So it was hard to see. But based on other cases in New Hampshire where this has happened, and I'll run through them in a sec. Like the one in West, right? Yeah, there was one here in Manchester at West, and that was probably 10 years ago now, right? Yeah, a while ago. Where it was a brother and a sister, and they got in a fight about a purse, and then the the resource officer was like, give your sister's purse back. And the kid was lippy and then they took him down. And yeah. it was, once again, it was entirely... Oh, and they videotaped it and then they tried to cover it up. And they, yeah, and, it was and the they, whole deal. And they went after the kid who filmed it. Yes. So let me also put this to our audience. If everything seems so legit and on the up and up where we're just totally cool with, you know, cops tackling kids from behind for vaping and probably for some lip, um, then we are also going to say the person who who exposes mm-hmm. this malfeasance, that person is guilty of a crime as well. You're so something get, shady is yeah, happening. Someone is showing you, yeah, <laughs> someone's showing you it's shady, and then it's like, oh, let's get those people. And I'm like, yes, yeah. you're going to get Snowden. Sorry. I mean, at least the kid that videotaped it doesn't have to live in Russia. But <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, yet. yet. <laughs> well, or- you know, this actually this ties into something else that was uh, just annoying me earlier this week. And th- this is like, you know, it might be a, a little bit of like a social media annoyance brouhaha or whatever. But here in Manchester, there was an announcement midweek last week that the chief of police had decided that Halloween's going to be on Saturday. And we're just deciding it's going to be November 2nd because it might be rainy on Halloween. And, and windy. And windy. You and mean the like, children, the, like the things like, that create spooky right, vibes. The way that it is in October. Right. Um, and Are we going to move so, Easter yet? Right. But yet? again, so you know? my, my question with this is like with schools, how did we come to the point where law enforcement – law like and listen to those two words, law enforcement – how are they setting the agenda for the celebration of holidays? Like, I, what, what is that? That is crazy. That, to <laughs> me, is definitionally police state. Yeah. And and I'm like, why? Like, I, I genuinely feel like the... I mean, if Walmart who, said, listen, connect- everybody, Halloween is on November 2nd, would everybody jump and say, oh, well, Walmart said it, so it must be so. I, I, I don't understand how this authority has come into the hands of law enforcement. I, I don't understand when that turning point... Well, I do. I mean, there, there are several reasons for it. But yeah, that turning point where... It, It just became normal that the police tell us what we can and can't do in public. And what does that mean? Where they keep secrets from us and expect everything we do to be open and surveillable by them. Right. I mean, there's a lawsuit in Congress. It's a one-way mirror. Yeah, it's a one-way mirror, basically. They they think that they should be able to stand on one side and have no one see them and be able to see everything. Yeah, and and that definitionally is like the loss of liberty. As we discussed in the Panopticon, there's all kinds of problems built into that, and it creates a trust. Society. It, it <laughs> genuinely does. And it's, it's, here's the thing, right? Like, I, I wonder if, and I don't know how we go back to this. How do we get people to understand it's okay to like apologize for stuff and to be like, oh, you know, yeah, you know what? I, that kid gave me like one lip too much. Mm. I lost my temper. Right. I probably shouldn't have tackled him that hard. Um, 
our bad, it won't happen again, right? Yeah. So I think it's partly because well, we're such a... I think they know a, it will happen again. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the officer who, who did the tackling, as far as I could tell, based on the directory for the school, for the resource officer, um, was, was cleared of a justified shooting in 2010. So he, on duty, has already mm. killed someone. Um, I didn't read the facts of the case. The little synopsis I saw made it sound like as compared to many other ones, it did sound like it was justified. More there was a, yeah. uh, he, someone was holding someone hostage with a knife to their neck. That's their version in any event. Yeah. And he shot and killed the person. Okay, mm. fine. So, but that also means we think somehow like there's a propensity. I mean, that's a propensity. You have to be right. a certain kind of person to be able to make those choices. Yeah. I'm not sure that's the resource officer I want in my kids' high school well, either. And again, like I'm not maybe sure. I want like the nurse right. one or the one who wears the pink uniform. Right. And and again, I'm not sure why Pink's there awesome, are police <laughs> in schools. Why why are there police? Why, in, but well, maybe I mean, you can tell me yeah, because I, <laughs> that wasn't always like that here. Yeah, right? and it, uh, no, and it wasn't. I mean, is it we, a post 9/11? It's not. It's like a it, gang LA. Well, that's thing, a part right? of it. It was with the like metal detectors in schools. So there was the like urban terror of like schools are unsafe. And so and, that was way, that was like phase one. And then there was the what was this like the 80s? 90s, I 90s. think. Yeah. Okay. And I mean, I so we had, when I was in middle school, we had like a dare officer who came and did like the did drug Did he edu- shoot himself in the foot? No. Our, ours was, you know, I, I, it's funny. You hear all kinds of horrible stories. And ours, you know, they lied through their teeth, which is what you do in dare. You just tell everybody that every drug will kill you, except it's, for it's, alcohol, which oh, is great. Can, can I interrupt <laughs> you? Sorry, this is just a very short story, but people will appreciate it. I was at uh, Governor Sununu's little thing the oh, other the day. Oh, the thank you thing for the yes. budget? Yeah. And so it's at the country club. It's quite swanky. It's all the, you know, mucky mucks and me. So, <laughs> so everything's going fine, and I'm, like, super on board with everything. Low taxes, low spending, you know, states' rights. Yep, yep, yep. Yes, Sununu. Then someone from the back, when they're doing Q&A, goes, Governor, can you explain, not me, by the way, uh, your position on recreational marijuana? Yeah. And he just starts with, like, textbook. We have an opiate problem, like nonsense, right? But where I lost my mind is he's like, I was standing in my office and I had two gummy bears in my hand and in one gummy bear, there was marijuana and in the other gummy bear, Uh there was no marijuana and you couldn't tell the difference. Uh And I was like, you know, you can't tell the difference between vodka and water either. I go to the convenience store and I can get chocolate with rum and cherries. You know, and it's right next to the chocolate without rum. And I don't know which one's which. And oh, it's very silly. It's. I mean, I was embarrassed for him. And then I got really irked because then after that, where I was already, I mean, poor Tammy was kind of kicking me. And, <laughs> you know, I was, I mean, I was like, okay, I get it, you know. And honestly, just to explain also my position. So this is a new thing I've learned about myself. I don't know. Maybe it's the recipe for happiness is I'm like, my time is important to me and how I yeah. spend my time is important. So I'm like, hey, I'm willing to actually grace you with my time and my presence. Presence, which sounds egotistical. I don't mean it that no, way. But I, I just mean. mean it from my perspective. Yeah. Um, when you're like saying stuff I can agree with. But I'm like, if you're going to start talking literal nonsense where I'm like right. actually embarrassed for you because I'm like, dude, really? No one's taken? You haven't? What? Okay. Makes me think, okay, we need to talk to him more about it because he, yeah. he doesn't seem dumb. So maybe he can come around. But 
I was just like, I refuse to give you more of my time. So when the vaping question and the idiotocracy went to 2.0, <laughs> I was just like, I'm out. That's and I got up and I like walked very slowly and very clearly <laughs> out of the room. Yeah. And I'm sorry if that seemed rude, but I'm just like, look, I'm willing to share my time when we have joint things. But like, if, if these people are going to say that they have the right to lead us, then, yeah. I mean, at, at a minimum, like, don't, don't be dumb. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a high, <laughs> high walled climb, unfortunately, for a lot of people. But and, <laughs> and honestly, like, I'm dumb about a lot of stuff too, but then I'm not going around sprouting, yeah. you know, I'm just for, like. For example, I used to think that um, <laughs> Cafe Ole was Cafe Ole. <laughs> And it was some sort of like Hispanic coffee drink. No, it's, uh, it's French for with milk. I, I know this now, but I don't go around pretending I'm a barista and telling people about my fancy Mexican coffee oh called the Cafe Olay. So I learned that I was wrong and then I fixed it. So, so, so the best breakfast I ever saw was in Goa, India, and it was at a little restaurant and the breakfast was called the French breakfast. And it was a uh, croissant, mm -hmm. a cafe au lait, and one cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yes, That's I'm having cool. that. <laughs> and my second funny. favorite was actually here in New Hampshire was, um, I want to say it was at the Red uh, Red Arrow Diner, the one on Elm, yeah. the, the, the political one. And they had like, I think it was like a Yankee breakfast. So it was like a normal, oh, uh, fr you know, eggy breakfast. It's at the breakfast. Red Barn. Yes. 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 And, then it, and then plus pie, right? Yeah. It's, pie it's for like, breakfast. Exactly. <laughs> pie and eggs or something. Yeah. It's pretty good. Or pie with cheddar cheese. Right. But uh, yeah. No, I anyway. So, so, so we got segued. But just to get back to that sort of idea of now we're punishing the recordings. Yeah. As well, right? Where, where you know, but they want full access to well, and it ties in with the surveillance issue that right. we're still embroiled in our lawsuit about. Oh, my goodness. So. I, I've been getting a lot of heat from, from our Republican older oh. men because they're all like, but this is going to cost the city money. And How? I'm like, well, then stop doing dumb things. Yeah, it's well, going to you know, cost them money to buy all those damn surveillance cameras. Right. So, you know, well, six no, of one, because, half a dozen of the other guys. No, remember where they were like, oh, no, we're just uh, – maybe we'll just pay for this with um, – with uh, asset forfeiture, oh, well, right? About that. <laughs> We're going to make that harder. So. <laughs> good, good. Yes. Yeah. Um, I mean, over the years, we have actually reduced the way uh, they can. So basically, we how actually, this works yeah. is a police officer can, in any scenario, uh, arrest you, uh, take your money or your property, then be like, eh, I don't think you really did something, so I'm going to let you go, but yeah. I'm going to keep your shit. And hilar totally hilariously, because we write the rules. The, the you know? Most, I, mean, I know it looks shady, but, you know, wrap your head around And it. the most hilarious part about it is that the um, the item itself is declared criminal, basically. So, like, the legal cases, it's like state of Missouri versus $50,000 U.S. cash. Right, well, right. <laughs> and if you think I exaggerate, please, everyone, go home. And if you know if 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 you're people who don't believe anything we say on this show, I up. highly recommend. <laughs> please, man, go Google the facts for yourself because that's really all I want is I want you to educate yourself. Uh, you know, if you really want to treat, I don't know, just go uh, Google YouTube botched 
SWAT raids as a Oof. starting point. Uh, but that'll probably depress you. You know, actually, there's a funny version of that. And I'll share this uh, just because it's great and everybody should see it at some point. But uh, there's this guy, Barry Cooper, who used to be, I believe he was a Texas uh, Sheriff's Department guy or a police officer of some sort. And he got really disillusioned with the whole thing. And now he's uh, super active in drug policy. Actually, he's kind of like shady now. But, <laughs> he's a little, but, I think he was an undercover cop. Like he was an undercover that, narc yes. from the start. So he's kind of like one of those characters where if you watch a dark cop noir where yeah. the cop's bad, it's like but you're kind of rude. One foot for him. in the light and one in the dark yeah. kind of guy. But uh, so anyway, one of the things that he did was he set up a fake grow house where he was just growing Christmas trees indoors. And he rigged the whole house with cameras and all this stuff. And basically the way – the reason that he did it is because he – it was to prove that they were using forward-looking infrared, uh, infrared radar, which is FLIR, where they fly helicopters and they can see heat signatures in buildings. It's a warrantless search that they're not allowed to do, um, you know, without getting a warrant for it. Well, but you know, when, when, when yeah. we still had a constitution and when we yeah. didn't have a police state that allows cops to right. tackle kids right, in right, right. high school. But so anyway, so he sets up all these video cameras and then um, so it's all taping when they bust in and they come in like ninjas. I mean, it's just an invasion squad. And then they are so pissed that they were like, there's no drugs here. What the? This is some kind of joke, you know, and they're just <laughs> furious. I hope the um, Christmas trees had tinsel. Oh, my God. It was it's very funny. It's it's worth watching. If you just Google like Barry Cooper fake grow house or something, like it, you'll you'll find it. So um, what I wanted to say, what people should Google is down south, there there was a drug. So drugs would come in north from Mexico on mm -hmm. the highway. So there was a highway running north-south. I think it was in Louisiana, but I stand to be corrected on that part. But they would drive drugs from Mexico up into America. Cars with drugs going north. Right. Cars with money going, going south. south. They only put roadblocks on the southern highway. So oh, if yeah. that doesn't tell you, do you know that asset forfeiture is now it's it's I think it's like in the billions of dollars, but it is yeah. literally more money that is being taken lawfully in yeah. air quotes taken than there are actual robberies, yeah. like actual property crimes. That to me is also proof that and we have a very, very serious problem. Yeah, with like all the wrong incentives set up. And thankfully in New Hampshire we have some of the better laws on asset forfeiture. Um that's changed over the years. Yeah, yeah. it's over the past it's like five years. Better, yeah. It was it was an issue that wasn't really on people's radars for a while. But uh the Unfortunately, the thing that they can still do is uh, there's a they federal, do a federal asset mm -hmm. forfeiture and then the feds kick it back down to the state. Um, so that's kind of that's going to require some some serious pull in the federal legislature to get that changed. And I mean, what's interesting, which is why now there's eight agencies at every raid. If you you know if you look it up, yeah, they got right, BATF, right? they got DEA, they got you know well, ICE. Well, it's also they got, because we have too many agencies. I mean, yeah. the scary part is I was watching this. Um, it's actually pretty good. I think it was on Netflix, but it was a six-part documentary series on the surveillance state. I yeah. mean, it's sort of one of my topics, right? That sounds good. I'll yeah, it was that. It was pretty interesting. and But it was also funny because they were talking about, like, the NSA started under Nixon, right? Because mm -hmm. it was kind of one of those agencies. And when it was originally came Ironically, out, it was... It's like Nixon spying like, on everyone, Yeah, no one, <laughs> no one knew, like, about it. It wasn't something, like, you know, when we watch shows Not constitutionally up, authorized. Was, no, so, so it used to be known for... Uh, no such agency. Okay. Then it became like, um, uh, oh, I forget the middle one, but the last one is like no such amendment. So in <laughs> 60 amendment. years, yeah. yeah, in 60 years, it's moved from no such agency where the secret, secret, secret agency to now they are spying on 
the entire world. Right. And the scary part and is... And passing it back and forth between Great Britain and Australia. Between and, the six yep. eyes, right? Five eyes, six yeah. eyes. So it's all the colonialists are kind of banding together. Right. And that... Regardless of what Mr. Alex Jones wants to say, <laughs> that is where the one world government crap is going to come from. Mm. Forget the UN. The international what security we apparatus. Have done, the international, you heard it here mm. first, the international security apparatus and the, the intelligence community at large, because they're already, most of them are off the books, right? Yeah. And now they're colluding. To break the law right. against their own people. So, it's like very, so they're all like, you know what? All we're these all teams shady of spies working with one another, I know. Yeah. It is horrible. And it, and it is like depressing, you know, to think back to I was a teenager, you know, in like 2001, 2002. Aww. I know. And I remember, you know, this whole Patriot Act thing, reading about it and being like, I don't know, man. I've read all the dystopian novels that came out after World War II. This doesn't sound good. And everybody's like, oh, no, it's just for the terrorists. So, but here's my thing. I, <laughs> On the face of it, the fact that a bill that takes away your enshrined natural yeah. rights is called the Patriot Act says everything. You know how, and I've said this before uh. on this show, you know how like when you watch that, that documentary about Michael Jackson, right? And afterwards, and you're like, and these kids, and they went through this horrible pain, and, and everyone's like, how do we let that happen? And then yeah. you look at the footage from that time, and you're like, it's pretty fucking obvious. Like, right. it's in plain sight. Yeah. So here's what I'm telling y'all. It's in plain sight. When they write bills that are called the Patriot Act, take away your rights. Yeah. That's a problem. When they tackle and hurt children that yeah. they are supposed to fucking not hurt. And then say it's yeah. procedure because the kid was being detained right. and he wouldn't give me his name and oh god forbid he was fucking vaping. Right. He I'm used, like, yeah. no, can we stop <laughs> the madness? Stop it. Yeah. Well, on that note, I think we're gonna. <laughs> Okay, we're going to stop it, but also because but, I am such a Pollyanna and I want to end on a positive no, note, I, I, we can change We can this. change it. And no, and I think that the other thing, too, is like uh, the number one thing to avoid, and I, this is hard, I, and it's tough because it's like emotional issues, and I think that this is a, it's the same problem in a lot of other issues. Like, you, we should not be looking at this as easy as it is and as much as I want to. It's not us versus them necessarily. We're all in the same communities. I mean, there have to be people, you know, and it's just like if you sell cars and you hear a story about what a jerk a car salesman was, you're probably thinking that guy doesn't know what he's talking about. That guy, you know, that car salesman was just doing his job the way he was supposed to. And that's just what, you know, that's his job. So I'm certain, I'm, I'm certain that it's not, I mean, I'm, I'm certain that there's, there's probably some people that are like these civilian pig jerks just walking around while us Leos are trying to protect them. I'm sure there's some people that think like that, but I, I think that probably the vast majority of people don't. And I think that there's no reason to believe that this needs to be some kind of war or even conflict necessarily. Like we're, Theoretically, we all want the same ends, which is like a just, prosperous, and safe society. And I think that they have a culture in law enforcement that has taught them that a just, prosperous, and safe society is one where there's police everywhere. Well, and I think I that think we, police, like, we need to unteach that and right. we need to have different standards. And so well, that's, but it's also we can't sacrifice the, the, the single for the many, right? right? Because I know the thinking behind everything is, but we had to hurt that kid to keep the other 50 kids safe. Right. And I'm saying, no, we actually didn't even have to hurt 
that kid. Right. And that's why we came up with this crazy idea of individual rights. Right. <laughs> and and the thing is within this this sort of intelligence community, it's it's a sense of paranoia. Mm-hmm. So instead of and, and I know we need to wrap up that's but right. this is important. Like I've been working very hard at being present and being in the now, right? Mm-hmm. And we've talked about this on other shows where if you're, you know, ruminating too much on the past, you're probably depressed because mm-hmm. you're like focusing on that and if you're uh, you know worrying about the future, you're anxious, right? So within the the intelligence community, and I would say the national security and all of that, right, there's a sense of we must protect you now against these dangers in the future. But we've gotten so so we are literally they are they they are building this world to protect against like imaginary things. And so in the now, things are getting worse for us because these imaginary terrible things might happen. And if you're in that milieu and in that paranoia and in a mindset where you think you solve problems with violence, this is a recipe for disaster. Well, and it's also like – and this is sort of my my last point here, but I think that – in a big, like, blown-out psychological sense, you know, there's a couple of, like, psychological archetypes that people can fulfill or institutions can fulfill. And we're at this nexus of um, we have, like, an all-consuming mother in terms of the state that wants to protect and, and you know, uh, prevent all bad, you know, and, like, like just cocoon and in doing so, consume their child. Like, I, I forget right, which... Right, it's uh, that cuddling, is right? It M- Medea? Yeah, where it's like Medea, she she loves her kids so much she murders them. Is that you know? what the one with the hair is Medea, right? That's Medusa. So, oh, okay. Medea, I think it was... Uh, like, oh, no, I'm not wrong. It's the... We'll write a new law that'll say Medusa <laughs> is Medea, Medea is Medusa. That if, way I am always right. If I remember correctly, she was she had kids with Jason from, like, Jason the Argonauts. And then it's... Anyway, but it's she's it's this archetype of, like, a, a mother that is so uh, obsessed with mother. Yeah, might say. exactly. Yeah, yeah. That, that consumes her own young to keep them safe. Right. Um, and then the other is, like, the tyrannical father, which is, like you know, like Cronus or, or any of the, the titans in Greek mythology, but where they're, you know, they're, they're pure force and will. And so it's like we've got, like, the all-consuming mother with the safety state and the tyrannical father with the police state. And it's like, we got two bad parents, and we need to liberate ourselves from them. Yeah, you know? emancipate and, yourself, yeah, folks. Yeah, because it, it is a toxic relationship. I mean, that, and that's the... That's the bottom line is that I think that these institutions have grown into like parodies of themselves. Um, and it's why the world seems so ridiculous. So like we need sanity and reality. And I think that's like more people living in the real world instead of the world of like archetypes and symbols and, and you know, thinking of, uh, oh, like a police officer. Well, that's a totem of like safety and power. And, and, and we you need must to respect you it. must obey and yeah. you must submit. And I'm like anyone who's teaching their children that is not doing yeah. a good job. We should no, not should. obey and submit. That's how you get things like Nazi Germany, which yeah. there's a very good book called They Thought They Were Free, and people mm. will ask, and they'll be like, why didn't the Germans do something? And right. I'm like, why aren't the Americans doing something? Yeah. Yeah. We are. Well, I concur. And thank you guys for doing something by listening to us. <laughs> yeah. Like, share, give us a rating <laughs> on Facebook, tell us uh, five stars, and we will talk to you again soon next week. Yeah, really. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk to you again soon. Bye. Peace out.